back to Harmony Beats Balance. I'm Dana Mahina. So glad you're able to join today. And also thank you for all of your listenership. So many of you have been sharing with us that this program really helps you. And of course, the entire intention of this program is to be helpful, helpful to be more harmonious in our communities and within our own lives, families, with friends, and within ourselves. More harmony. Harmony beats balance every time. So this week's topic, for personal reasons, it's my show. Are any of you frustrated with the differences in men and women? The whole notion of the way men deal with things in terms of feelings and fears and thoughts and pride And the way women deal with things in terms of how we express ourselves when we're happy, when we're afraid, there are real differences. And as much as on this show, we want to integrate more the way we live and work and play and hang out and be together as family and friends, it's also important to highlight the differences and figure out ways to deal with them. So I'm going to start today's show with a story. It is the story hour on Harmony Beats Balance. And if you're tuning in on our podcast, Settle Smarter, this goes for you as well. We're all smart. We're trying to be smarter. And one of the easiest ways to get smart and then become smarter is to first seek to understand before we seek to be understood. What does that mean? What it means is when you're having a hard time with someone at work or in your own home, in my case, in my own marriage, second and final, shout out DJ, we know who you are. He's been on the show. We really need to understand the other person's point of view. And if you haven't walked a day in someone else's shoes, it's really hard to understand their point of view. And it's important to also recognize that we may not even be able to fully appreciate or understand the other person's point of view. So then what are we left with? Well, what we're left with is at least the attempt. And when someone will tell you where they're coming from, we have a chance to actually get somewhere in understanding. And then we've earned the right to share our point of view and to be understood ourselves. And that's where peace comes in. Peace, understanding, harmony, grace, more dignity for all, more patience, a world with more kindness, imagine that. So here's how this went down for me. It became my final straw. Now that is not a universal expression. So for anyone listening internationally, especially our podcast, We want you to understand the concept of the final straw. What it means is that there's one more thing that pushes you over the edge, that if that one last or one more thing hadn't happened, perhaps you would have been able to tolerate a little bit more what's going on in your relationship. In my case, here's my final straw. And I'm really not that pissed or angry. I just need to get this off my chest. And my listeners are so loyal and so open. I know you're all with me. So let's work on this, all of us together. The final straw concept is 
if my partner in this case, it might be a coworker, a husband, a wife, a partner, a friend, a best friend, someone from church, it might be the neighbor over the fence, whomever it is that says one more thing that they've said before that you just cannot take it anymore. (laughs) You just need to come unglued. You've come to the right place. So here comes your ungluing time. After I tell you the story of my final straw, I want you to each consider for yourselves what that one thing is for you. Did it happen yesterday, a week ago, a month ago? Is the final straw about to come? Is someone that you love about to step in it because they're going to push you over the last straw that you can actually tolerate this one thing that's driving you crazy about them? And perhaps in reverse, you're driving them crazy too. Let's find out, shall we? Let's explore. So we have, as most of you know, many, 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 probably too many rescue dogs. And we currently have upped the game. We are now living with six dogs instead of five dogs. The sixth dog is not a rescue. It's a dear, dear couples dog, good friends of ours that are staying with us for a little while. And most of that is harmonious. And yet with that many dogs, you can imagine, close your eyes if you're not driving and imagine living with six dogs what that might be like. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. If you're driving, you can hear what it might be like to have six dogs in one home. The barking, some of the bickering that they do over treats or food or love and attention. So just imagine, if you will, six dogs, all wonderful dogs. However, it's a big old pack and they're not all integrated the way we are. They're not listening to this show or participating as a guest on a podcast to tell us how to get through it. So here's what happened. Last night, in the middle of the night, apparently one of the rescue dogs, one that sleeps with my husband and myself every single night, the oldest dog in the pack, the matriarch of the pack, the tutu grandmother in the pack, the queen of the pack. In Spanish, Abuelita, our little grandmother in the pack, she's this tiny chihuahua three-legged tripod mix who's 12 years old, had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Now, I don't know about you, dear listeners. I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night pretty much every night because I'm over 50 and I've had children. However, people, unlike dogs, can take themselves to the bathroom and for the most part, go back to bed. Well, of course, a dog does not have an opposable thumb, as my husband loves to remind me with his beautiful and frustrating engineering brain. And so the dog can't open the door and we don't have a doggy door in and out. So on the occasional evening, blessings, it's not every evening that she needs to go out. We're fortunate that she asks to go out. She doesn't have an accident. She's really amazing. She asks to go out and she's pretty clear. She'll bark, she'll scratch at the door. She'll even kind of wake you up in the bed and lick you and make attention happen. And so when she is asking for your attention, 99.9% of the time, who does she come to, mom or dad? Of course, the mom. The mom who gets up in the middle of the night with the babies, the mom who tends to not all moms all the time. So you dads don't get mad at me, 
most of the time, we'll just say the mom gets up. Now, there are some gender differences that start to come into play here. Why? Because historically in society, the women mostly were the gatherers, Why the men were out hunting. Now, whether you like that or not, that is traditionally what happened, especially if you go way back in our history as to roles that men and women played, whether they were right or wrong. Let's not debate that on this show. We're just trying to understand more in today's episode. So if you're with me that men were hunting and women were gathering primarily and stick with the example of what happened last night, all these thousands of years later, where gender roles still happen. The dog normally wakes me up. Now, does she know to wake me because I'm going to wake up in a nanosecond and take her out and wait for her and let her back in? Maybe. I'm not Caesar Milan. I'm not a dog whisperer. If you're a dog whisperer, direct message the show at Settle Smarter and please let us know what is the dog doing? The dog, most evenings that she needs to go out, wakes me, and it takes a fraction of a second for me to understand she needs something. In my sleepy days, I kind of open a door, wait, let her out, and then let her back in, shut the door, and you know, go back to bed if I can. That's a whole other episode on insomnia and what to do about it. When the 99.9% of the time apparently doesn't work last night, she will wake my husband. Or perhaps there was some lovely Christmas miracle last night and he heard her before I did. I was in a very sound sleep, which is rare. And I'm so grateful to him. If you're listening to the show, DJ, thank you. So he got up with her last night and he took her out. So that's the happy part of today's story. And I never heard it and I never woke up and I didn't have to fight to get back to sleep. And however she woke him or he heard her, it happened and it was magic. This morning's text from my husband. This is where my final straw lies. (laughs) And I am bitching and venting about it because I have a show and a podcast where I've got a platform to do it. However, I know you are listening and feeling the same way about something just like this. You're associating what I'm telling you right now about something at work or home. Whether you're the man or the woman in this scenario or gender irrelevant, you identify with the masculine and the feminine part of the story because everyone, regardless of orientation, is able to identify with masculine and feminine qualities. In fact, we all have both, some more than others, yet all of us have both. So here's the punchline. And the rant will stop, I promise. Hang in there with We sometimes have that final straw moment where someone says something or does something that sends us off into the deep end. And here was my deep end. Here is what his text said, and I'm going to read it to you exactly as it was written. Good morning, love, heart emoji. Happy Tuesday. Today is going to be a great day. Love you. So that's the good part of this morning's text. And if for some reason this show airs on a different day, forget the Tuesday part. It could be any day. Most days I wake up to a lovely text as my husband goes to work before I even wake up on most days. He's a very early riser and has a a job that starts super early in the morning. So 
here's part two of the text. And this is where I went off the deep end. Lily woke me up last night. Now I know what you are talking about. Dun, dun, dun. So was my lovely husband's intention to say, I never believed you before. I didn't even believe you that you had to get up in the middle of the night. I thought it was all in your head or you were over coddling or cradling her or making concessions for her because she's older and three-legged and you just really, anytime she even moves in the bed, you get up to let her out. He wasn't saying any of that. And by the way, none of that story I just told you is true. However, that's the way I've been taking it because every time I say, oh, it's so frustrating. I haven't slept three nights in a row. The dog needs to go out. She only wakes me. How come you never hear her, honey? Is it that masculine trait where men can sleep through the baby crying and women are wired to hear it sometimes even before it's happened and like a simultaneous situation the baby starts crying and we're red alert sitting up in bed ready to take care of that baby because of our history so clearly i'm overreacting and maybe you are too thinking through your own frustrating scenario that crosses gender lines <laughs> on the masculine and the feminine. However, here's what's really good about what happens with the final straw. When he comes home this evening, our dinner topic discussion will be around what was his intention in sending that text. I know I am harmoniously trained to integrate work and life, family, friends, community, my own well-being. I will practice what I preach. Won't you all join me just for tonight? Wherever you are listening to this show, whatever scenario situation you're experiencing for yourself, as I'm telling you my ranting story, won't you join me tonight in making sure that you first seek to understand your other half, if it is a spouse, whether it's a man or a woman, doesn't matter. And will you take today's episode and challenge and go forth and understand? So tonight's dialogue will sound like this. Honey, thank you for your lovely, loving morning text. When you sent the second text, what did you mean? Now I know. Instead of putting all my spin on it that he didn't know before, he didn't believe me before, I'm so glad it happened to him. Now he gets to feel what it's like to be woken up I'm not going to load it up like that. Instead, I'm going to seek harmony. I'm going to try to understand his point of view. And then once I understand his point of view, I will be brave. I will be open and I will share with him my point of view, which is most likely going to go like this. He will say something to the effect of, It's not that I didn't believe you before. I just hadn't experienced it. And it really is frustrating. And I'll probably be a lot more understanding the next time it happens to you. Maybe there's even a way for us to put something into place where you kind of like shake me awake a little bit on my arm and just say, hey, your turn for Lily, so that you can at least try to stay in bed and not get up and down because it's hard for you to go back to sleep. Whereas he's military trained and the man goes back to sleep in about 30 seconds. 
no matter what the situation is, a smoke alarm might go off and he can go right back to bed. And I am eyes wide open rest of the night. Super fun to be with me. So that's probably what will happen. And once I hear that, I will be able to connect. Now, remember from many, many shows and episodes past, we talk about listening to connect, not control. I will then connect and say to him something to the effect of, I'm really glad that you were able to share that with me. I'm really grateful you took a turn last night. It would be helpful if you would take some more turns and if we could come up with a way for her to actually wake you and not me, since it's easier for you to go back to sleep. However, sometimes it'll be me and sometimes it'll be you. Let's work together. And we'll at least both have 50% of the time a good night's sleep when this happens with our dog. Then after the conversation, I will probably say, FYI, where I went when I first received the text was the final straw. This three-legged dog that wakes me up and that I don't go back to sleep. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel believed. And I didn't feel sane. I felt irrational and crazy. And in fact, he didn't say any of those things. And I already know from having this conversation with all of you beautiful listeners and myself, that wasn't what his intention was. He was just trying to connect. And so the reason I'm going to share my crazy rant with him, and he'll probably hear it on the show this week when he listens, if he listens, is that I want you all to know, these are the conversations that happen inside of our heads, inside of our hearts, inside of our gut, inside of our stomach, and inside of our bodies that end up causing unnecessary arguments amongst couples. Again, now let's just throw out gender. Who cares? Couples have arguments. Coworkers have arguments. Neighbors have arguments. Community leaders have arguments. Arguments happen. What we do about them and how we align and understand others and then be understood later has a lot to do with slowing it down. It has a lot to do with driving to the root cause of why the argument is happening in the first place. And the most important thing we can do for ourselves is to step back and just talk about it. Even if what you have to say sounds completely nuts, which I'm fairly certain when I play the show back or a producer or editor listens back, they're going to let me know this was one of those shows where I was just on a rant. However, we all do it. We all do it. And men and women and the masculine and the feminine tend to tackle things differently much of the time. I didn't say most and I didn't say always. We tend to handle things a little differently much of the time. So the brain, any scientists, especially neuro ones, are welcome to weigh in on the show and you can direct message or email Soon in 2022, you'll be able to phone in and we'll debate this stuff. And you're the experts, I'm not. So, what I would love you to take away from today's show is this three things. One, 
slow down, back up, take a step back. Don't react before you have a chance to actually experience the other person's point of view. And we don't have the energy. We don't have the harmonious intention. And we don't have the capability to understand someone else's point of view when we're pissed, when we're hurt, when we have strong feelings that are negative. And that's the first point. The second point is that when you listen to connect and not control, you up the game on your understanding of the other person and where they're coming from, regardless of gender. That's point number two. First, seek to understand their point of view and really listen and really take it in. And even if you don't understand it fully or agree with it, listen anyway and listen openly with an open heart, an open mind, and an open gut. Sometimes your gut steers you in the wrong direction because it wants to be pissed off like mine this morning. And third, point number three, then seek to be understood. Do share your point of view. Do explain where you're coming from. Do recognize there's a potential difference in masculine and feminine. Do recognize there's a potential difference because of age, do recognize that we have a potential difference because of economics, do realize that we have a potential difference because of geography, and do recognize that we have a potential difference because of what we're really good at and what we're really not good at. And when we're dealing with someone else in any relationship, We are not all good at the same things. We are not all bad at the same things. And whenever you're good at something that someone else is not, try to bring them up. Try to rise the tide. Try to elevate. And ask for the same in return. When you're not good at something, phone a friend. Get some help. Ask for understanding. And then seek to understand them in reverse. And the world will simply be a happier, more peaceful, and less pissed off place. And what a way to wrap today's show. Together, we are less pissed off and able to be more harmonious with understanding and peace and more time and space for ourselves. That's the real result. If you aren't getting enough time for you, This is a way to create that space and time where frustration is not at the final straw, not at the boiling point, not at the very edge of the cliff. (laughs) And instead, what we'll have is more space within ourselves. And with that, I thank you for your time. And we are so looking forward to next week's show and all of our work together, where we explore ways to be smarter and more harmonious. And as we say here 
on the Hawaiian Islands. Mahalo, thank you, and ahui ho until the next time when we meet again. <laughs> Ete puare.